to any of us. In the name of Jesus. Tonight I would bring only two examples because we don't have much time. Jesus will be one and Paul will be two. There are many others as well. But out of the two, that is Jesus our Lord and Paul, I will be highlighting seriously the two critical things that can never be shortchanged or can never be replaced by any other purpose. Those two critical things, every one of us, no matter where we find ourselves, must be the two critical things for us. Amen. And so, we will start with our Lord. In John chapter 6, verse 38, last Sunday we gave you that scripture. This afternoon it was given to us again. Would you like to read this scripture, all of us, please? One, two. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Amen. You know, sometimes when you read these scriptures, it's important to take stand and reflect. Jesus, that the Bible says that he being God, spoke and said, I came down from heaven, not on my own ticket, but on the ticket of the one who sent me, that I may do his will, his purpose on the earth. Hallelujah. I came down from heaven, there was a reason to have come down. If there was no reason, I wouldn't come. Simply, that's what it means. If there was no reason to leave my seat, or there was no purpose, I wouldn't have come down. I came because I have to do or fulfill the purpose of him who sent me. Praise the Lord. This is so crucial because it will lead us to understand that you have not been saved only for the, the other side of it, for our eternal salvation, but as long as we are on the earth, there is also a reason. Amen. God could easily make it such that as soon as you receive Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord, you will be taken up by the Spirit straight to heaven. 
He could do that. But he leaves us here for a reason. And this purpose tonight, we pray that it will be very clear to us. So we will not trample over it, neither we will take it for granted. But we will see to committing ourselves to the purpose for which he has saved us. And we must do it in such a way that until it is done, we must stay on course. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we get confused. We allow ourselves to be confused. The confusion comes from the fact that many of us have taught that there is our being saved for some reason. No, no, we will read. He saved us because he's interested and he has a part in it as long as we are on the earth. Hallelujah. Yesterday, we saw that when he came to Jeremiah, God said that before you were a, a blood of cloth in your mother's womb, your assignment has already been given. Ah. So when God came and confronted him to say, it's about time you're going to do this. The man said, I am a youth. What does that mean? Meaning you can have a purpose of God hanging on your life. But if you are not careful, your natural instinct and desires may drive you off from the purposes of God. May that never happen in the name of Jesus. Brethren, I must be honest with you. Thank God that we are professionals. Thank God that we become great. This, that, that is wonderful. But majority of it is for our personal benefits such as salaries. Except a man begins to see that wherever God placed him, it was for the eternal purpose of God. For him to affect other people, wherever he's standing, he's standing at the marketplace and doing business. May we take advantage of wherever God places us to become fruitful. Praise the Lord. You will see... Let me go further because I would like to catch up a lot today on some of the things that Jesus said. You know, because I was talking about staying on till it is over. In John chapter twelve, verse twenty-seven, the Bible said, "How my soul is troubled, and what? Sorry, and what?" Shall I say, Father, save me from this hour. Ba! 
For this purpose I came to this hour. Amen. At a certain time when the heat was on, concerning the climax of his, of fulfilling his purpose, it was tough. But he prayed. Praise the Lord. And I look at the content of the prayer. And he is saying, let me not deviate. Let me not divert my course. Let me not change it. Because it's becoming tough. Do you know that many of us, we change when the thing is tough. May you never change when it is tough. It is part of it. Praise the Lord. I pray that you will get to the point where you will settle to say, I will rather pray in my difficult times so that I may not be shifted from the purposes of God over my life. If you're somebody who observes critically, majority of people make us adjustments when things are tough. May it never happen to you like that. Hallelujah. Because we see that even Jesus, he stayed on course. He did not allow anything to change him. And I saw consistently in the scriptures, Jesus always prayed when it was tough. If we go into details as to this prayer, which can be found in Matthew 26, from verse 36, we will see how it went on. Then Jesus came with them to the place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here whilst I go pray over there. And he took with him Peter and John, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Praise the Lord. Let me, before I go further, may I encourage you. Whenever you are on the course of the purpose of God and the going becomes tough and you don't get encouragement, may you not throw your hands up. Praise the Lord. Did you get that? Don't ever. Apparently it's part of it. For the Bible says, for each shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So, if you don't get motivation and encouragement and you give up, 
do you think a good excuse will be such that, Lord, I was doing my best, but I didn't get support? It is not in the Bible. So every one of us must learn this secret. As much as we need to encourage ourselves, may it be settled that this one, it is the purpose of God over my life. And I must do it as such. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Next one, Jude. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not I, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Praise the Lord. Let's continue. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not wait? Could you not watch with me, Fana? <laughs> Sometimes in this race, one secret you have to learn is that there will be days that you will be alone. It is part of it. When you become when you are given with the privilege of being alone, please don't let loneliness affect you. It is part of the race. Amen. <clears throat> now, if we read, this was done about three times. And then finally he said, get up and let us go. But the interesting bit of it for me is that even when it was so difficult for Jesus, he never changed his mind. Yesterday, when we were talking, you remember that we saw that for Esther, the circumstance and the time period in which she found herself when the purposes of God jammed her. They were, the, 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 the times were very hostile. They were not convenient at all. It actually was posing itself as she could lose her life. And that she was afraid as human. But thanks be to God for a good uncle. May you have people around you when it is tough. They can rather speak what is right for you never to deviate. Praise the Lord. Uncle said, and in fact, the words of uncle were very sharp. They were not comforting. And I know that in our generation, if such were spoken, and you were not careful, it was going to bring a rift, misunderstanding. How could my uncle talk to me like that? Who does he think he is? You, does he think that this thing is a small thing? But the girl rather kept quiet and allowed the 
power of the word of God to affect her. And then she rose up and said, I will deny myself. Jesus said, if a man does not deny himself, he cannot be my disciple. Even in the Old Testament, that principle was still standing. And so, this woman finally said, the thing is only one. All die be die. I will let myself take up this matter. I will go. If I perish, I perish. Oh, dear ones, I pray that our Christianity will come to this understanding. We are too comfortable. We want convenience. We want the way we want it. I pray that these two days, God will give us such understanding that it will bring him, it will bring us to him. And for his purposes. Not for how we see things. We are, it, it won't help us. And in the, in the entering of where we are going. Or where the, 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 the target. Where we want to go. If we don't have that clarity. It will not help us very much. Hallelujah. And so the woman stood. We came to her. Now let's get back to Jesus. Jesus couldn't get support, but it didn't change him. He prayed and prayed and said, I mean, humanly speaking, once you are born of a woman under the sun, there's a feeling. So with that, he can let you pray some prayers. Lord, this is getting tough, but I only can ask that please help me. Only let your will be done. And let me I say to you, that prayer is one of the things that every believer must hide it in his heart. Praise the Lord. Because there will be a time for it. Did you hear that? There will be a time for that kind of prayer in your life. There will be days that things will be so tough that you want to give up. But remember, you are heading towards a place that you cannot afford to give up. So then you can say, Lord, it's getting tough. My personal desire is that save me from this, but not my will. May your will be done. Amen. So even Jesus had to suffer for such things. So he went a little further, faced and prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if it is possible, let this car pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Let's go quickly. 40 to 41, and then we'll stop. Then he came to his disciples, found them sleeping, and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Verse 41. Then he said, Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The Spirit Indeed, is willing, but the flesh is weak. Child of God, tonight may you get it established that if you really want to run the race according to the purpose of God over your life, let it be so settled that it is not going to be cheap. Every one of us, a time is coming 
when you'll be faced with such a crucial time, whether to say, if this is the will of God for me, the way it's getting to me, I can't handle it. You will be faced with that. Only decide that when that time comes, because you have been told, you will remain faithful to his purposes. Amen. So, that is the first bit of it that I said, two critical things. The purposes of God, when you are pursuing them, you would by all means get to a point where you will be challenged. And when it happens, you should still remain faithful. The second thing that I saw, Jesus specifically also, very diligent about, is preaching. Can we go to Mark chapter 1, verse 35 to 38? I know that it is so very simple to remember what is in the verse 35. He went to a solitary place in the morning to pray. But let's see a very interesting thing. The Bible says, now, in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to the solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they have found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also for This purpose I have come forth. Praise the Lord. Child of God, may I tell you something? You cannot be a Christian who does not share the word of God. It is impossible. Wherever you are placed, May I announce it to you, preaching is part of our being saved. Amen. Did you say amen? I want to be very honest with you. For Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, number one. Number two. As long as he was in this life, he has to preach and tell everybody, repent. So the two critical things that the heavens or the Father sent Jesus into the world to do, the two, two, the two critical things, number one, he came to save. Number two, He came to preach. Let it be settled. Praise the Lord. There is no argument. There can never be any. Only these two. You see, when he used words like, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also. If he has stopped there and had not said, Because for this purpose I have come forth. We would have just taken it like that. 
But he was establishing and qualifying it that his coming was in twofold. To save and to propagate his message. Amen. And so I want to beg you. Those of us who have ever taught that, oh, we are born again. And we are standing on our profession and we are developing on our profession. May I beg you, on your profession, if you do not affect people on your job by preaching, you have a case to answer to God. We have lost that thing. God equipped you to be at the highest level that you could ever be. Not because for it to be seen that God has equipped you and you are intelligent. No. There are certain people in life that certain people cannot talk with them. But you can because you are at their level. Is that okay? So wherever, even if you were, what is the highest? Professor. Doctor, um, judges, wherever you are, tonight, as long as you are saved, may it be known to you today that you are saved to propagate the gospel at your level. Amen. If you are a teacher, the children that are given to you is your field of souls. It's your purpose. You don't, you see, this sort of thing doesn't need any hidden mystery. It is like that. And so I want to beg us to be very mindful. There is none of us who have been saved and had been placed at a certain level for any other job than that let us go to that side also. Because for this purpose I came that I may preach to them. Amen. You are a trader. Thank God for you. The purpose of God for saving you and he didn't take you immediately to heaven is that you will affect other traders. And if that is not happening, you are affecting the kingdom. Let's settle this matter. Amen. People don't want to hear it, but it is the truth. We can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. If Jesus in this scripture had not said that I may preach there also because for this purpose, if he had not used the word for this purpose, it wouldn't disturb me. It wouldn't. And if you check through Bible carefully, you will find out that 
For this purpose was used for the salvation of our souls. And then, another place it was used for was only for preaching. These were the places you will find such things. And so, I want to say to us, the preaching of the gospel is the purpose of God for everyone who believes to propagate it. Amen. So, that is Jesus' example. Let's quickly go to Paul. Because we don't have time, I just gave you in a summary. Very interesting in Galatians chapter 1. Book of Galatians chapter 1. Now even before we go to Paul, let me once again remind us also in Luke chapter 4, still about Jesus. 42, chapter 4, 42 to 44. Luke 4, 42. Just to, just to, just to re-emphasize it quickly so that you know. Now, when it was day, he departed and went into the desert place. We all know that he goes there to pray. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. They were so excited about Jesus. They never want Jesus to go anywhere. They were preventing Jesus. But listen to what Jesus said. He said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also. Because for this purpose, I have been sent. Amen. How I pray that the purposes of God over our lives will be so clear. If you understand it like this, evangelism and preaching will never be a difficult thing. You will take advantage wherever you are to preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. If you compare these two scriptures, what you will discover is that the people, you know, you remember John, uh, uh, Peter, when he saw Jesus, Jesus had gone to the solitary place to go and pray, and they were searching for him. When, when he saw him, you know what he said? He said, the people are looking for you because the people have need. And may I tell you that the reason why they were looking for Jesus was because of their need. That's why when Jesus had the opportunity, one day he told them, he said, you are searching for me not because of in eternal life, it's because of what you ate. So people have the mentality, and it is always like that. The reason why people are trooping to prophetic churches is because they, have, they think that it is the need of this. Beyond the need, there is a purpose. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Beyond the need, there is a purpose. And that purpose must be fulfilled. Unfortunately, Many people troop in only for the need and they are not told of the purpose. So you see the second aspect of it that the Bible says that they came and said they are searching for you. Jesus said they are searching for me. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God 
to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. You know, when I was studying the scripture, immediately my heart settled that Dennis, you cannot retire from evangelism. You cannot stop going to the villages and towns. So team members who are here, we must take the gospel also. For this reason, we have been saved. Amen. So if you are in this church, and honestly speaking, so winning is not a burden to you, and you are only interested in how we are, we, we are here, and we are... No, 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 no. No! What are we thinking about us for? We must preach the gospel. Hallelujah! The, listen, this matter of living for the purposes of God is about evangelism. Praise the Lord. We must be very committed to it and accept that we are here. We must do it. Jesus said, for this purpose, I came also. You people, you have heard it. So let me go to another place. You know, it is, a, it is so very easy for a pastor to sit when he has a big congregation and the money is coming in. It is so very easy for a pastor to start to think about different things. Today we, we, we must do this. We have to make this place a condition to attract the people. We must put some screen here. We must remove the towels and make a new towel. We must paint here. We must tint the glass. It is so very easy to shift to that sort of thing. But may I announce to you, we must go to the other side also. For this reason, we have been saved. Praise the Lord. These are some of the things that Apostle Paul got it so clear that he said, woe is me. If I don't preach the gospel. Ah. So my dear brethren. I'm begging you. Let everybody know that. You don't need a prophet to lay hands on you. And tell you that. This is the purpose for which you were saved. The purpose for which you were saved. Is that save others. Amen. Have have we agreed on that? Does it sit well with you? It may not, but let us sit. Because that's the truth. Jesus says things that are fantastic. Now, let me quickly, we can say so much, but let's go back to Apostle Paul. This brother, he was a lawyer. He was a very intelligent man. You know, I'm discovering that Certain people are fantastic. If you watch carefully, even in the scriptures, you will observe that many people who were professionals, 
as soon as they encountered Jesus, they took off with the preaching of the gospel. Profession became a secondary matter. May we grow to that level. Your aiming is economical. Hallelujah. It is so true. I do not think that God made any of us a professional for you to be glued on your profession. Except that you have made the number one priority your priority and you are fulfilling it. But what is important to heaven is that for this purpose you were saved. Preach to others. Amen. Let's quickly go to this man. That is very... I, I like him. I like him. Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 to 16. It was quite interesting to me. The Bible says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace, (coughs) excuse me, to reveal his son in me, That I might do what? Among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Now, there is something that I've never thought of that jumped out of the scripture. Before Paul, what was his name? When he was called Saul, was there any sign that God has separated him in the womb? Talk to me. I believe there was nobody, if at the time, Saul had even said that God has separated him from his mother's womb for God's business, somebody would have slapped him. Because his ways were contrary to what God had planned. But apparently, God, God had separated him long time ago. And it was, God was only waiting for the day that he would have that experience. Praise the Lord. Now I understand why Jeremiah, when God said, go and speak to those people. Jeremiah said, but I'm a youth. It has not dawned on him that the thing took place at birth. May I say this to you all, not even birth. The thing took place at the formation in the womb. My my sister, you are sitting here today. You had been an unbeliever before. It didn't matter. In your mother's womb, God separated you. Teacher, God separated you. God designed it. It was years ago when the gospel came. And now you say, I want to be saved. But at this stage of your life, the announcement is that you have been saved. Get up to the purposes of God. Praise the Lord. If we understand this matter... We will run with evangelism with fear in our hearts. See the man. How can he talk like this? When you are reading the scripture, 
One way you have a minimum. But God did it. There are many of us who are sitting here. The purposes of God were formed at the time that you were in your mother's womb. But there had to be a fulfillment of the scripture when you heard the gospel. You have to believe. So the day you came to believe, immediately you were ushered into now the full scale of the purpose of God. And so may I announce to you, those of us who haven't caught this and we haven't become mindful, you better repent and get on the wagon. Amen. Evangelism is our business. It is not the angel's business. It is our business. It is the purpose for everyone. So this brother now is saying, let me read it again, Jude. Go to the 15. And let's look at it critically. He said, but when it pleased God, may I announce to you, brother, there is none of us who have been born or saved for any other purpose except for evangelism. There is no job. It's not for school fees paying. School fees paying doesn't yield eternal life. Feeding the poor doesn't yield eternal life. It enhances it, but what yields eternal life is the preaching of the gospel. For the preaching of the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So when it is not preached, power of God is not released. And that is your purpose. That is your purpose. That is my purpose. We have to do it. Amen. So when we begin to talk about evangelism, Please don't let it seem as if it is for some people. Deceptive preachers will let you think that some people's business are to sing. Who told you? God can make angels sing for him. They, they, don't have, they haven't been given with evangelism, so they, they can't come here and come and do evangelism. They don't even understand it. So if God wants them to sing, they will sing in heaven. But on the earth, it is our business. So, the purpose of God for every one of us in CFCC is save souls by preaching. Amen. Oh, as for us, we, listen, even in this church, you see how we have done it. Some people are singers, some people are protocol, some people are Help us. Some people are this. Some people are. Thank God for all those specialities. The bottom line is that everybody is a soul winner. Let it sink deep. So we will not make any mistakes with the purposes of God over our lives. Amen. And so, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace... What was the reason for his calling me? The reason comes. To reveal his son to me. I heard Mavis this evening when Mavis made a statement. Hey, we are blessed oh, to be in his, in his presence. Thank God that not ordinary people can come here. We are the ones because we've been saved. But there is a reason. And that reason must be accomplished. To reveal his son to me. That I might preach him among the Gentiles. May I say to you that you may preach him among where you work. 
You may preach him among where you live. You may preach him wherever he places you. Hallelujah. This is a purpose that will never change and cannot change. Amen. Let's continue. A few more to touch on. Now, this thing, as I was reflecting, then I discovered that anybody who understands this and he wants to live by it must have it very clear that you will have challenges. But the challenges should not change you. So let's look at the farewell statement by Paul in Acts chapter 20. We'll read only 22 to 24. 22 to 24. And see, he was talking to the elders. Now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem. Not knowing the things that would happen to me there. Except that the Holy Spirit testify in every city. Saying, chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself. So that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus. To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. Let me say this. That I don't know how you will behave. As a man or woman of God, your church will be gathering and somebody will lift up his hands and say, this is what the Lord is saying. Irene, on your way to Jerusalem, chains, tribulations are awaiting you. When such prophecies come, do you know that it is very easy to say, once God has said, let me pull back. He reveals, aha, uh-huh. but I see, see, so when people say, sometimes, oh, pastor, I saw this, Last week, somebody said, oh, I saw you like you wanted this, that, 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 and that, this. And it looks like you made a mistake. Because I knew the scripture. Immediately, I said to myself, I won't count myself so dear not to do what God wants me to do. Hallelujah. What I want to say to you is this. If you count yourself so dear, the purposes of God will be shattered. 
They love not their lives are the people who are able to bring the purposes of God to pass. Amen. This brother is being told what was awaiting. And it was not coming from a false prophet. But it was not no news for him. Because he must bring, you see, that statement there when he said, so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry that I have received from the Lord Jesus Christ, testifying that that is preaching about him, I can't stop all. May the Lord help us with that understanding. I want to plead with you. This ministry is not only for who received it. All of us. It's very clear that we have been born into the house of the Lord for eternal life, which is our personal benefit, but generally that others may also be saved. And that cannot be sustained, that cannot be relegated, that cannot, it is something we all need to focus. Whether you are strong or weak, we all must do it. Praise the Lord. So that I may finish my race. Your race cannot finish when the preaching has not been done. This is the reason why one day he was so bold to stand and say, from Elarikum to this place, to that place, I have preached the gospel. No man's blood can be required from my hands. Hence, I am waiting for the crown that shall be given to me. And to everyone who also has been faithful like that. Saints, preaching of the gospel, you must sleep with it, walk with it, eat with it. Do everything with the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Let's quickly have a look at something and we will stand to pray. You know, let's, let's just not allow anything ever to become important to us, especially in this church. When I was waiting on the Lord, one of the things that the Lord was very, 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 very strong to me, in fact... The whole period. It's not, it's not even the word of God that God gave us. The whole period. It was knowing Jesus. Sharing Jesus. Preparing to be with Jesus. And the Lord had some questions for me. How is it being done? Hey. So may we not burden ourselves with too many things. Let's burden ourselves with knowing Jesus. How we are going to make sure that there is a spread of the preaching of him. It's all we should be careful about. And how we will teach people to be ready for his coming. Amen. So now, this brother begins to say things like this. In Acts chapter 14 verse 22 and then I will give the last one. When he was strengthening the churches 
One time he was encouraging them. This is what he says. Strengthening the souls of, of the disciples. Exhorting them. Continue in faith. Saying. We must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Amen. If you ever thought that you're entering into the kingdom of God is for cheap. Tonight know that when you start preaching the gospel. Now Paul had so many difficulties because of the preaching of the gospel. And we must equally do that. Hallelujah. Let me, something, I want to pick it up quickly. Okay. Look for the scripture for me. I think it's in Romans somewhere that it says that. He saved us. He died for us. Something like that. That we who live, we no longer live for ourselves, but for him. I want to say something about that. Just very important. Snanam, are you looking together with Jude? If you can find it as well. But those of us who have been saved, we no longer live for we, but we live for him. Is it Galatians 2.20 or what? Okay, Corinthians. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. What does that mean when we connect it to the purposes of God? This scripture since the latter part of last year, has been ringing so strong in my heart. See, child of God, let me tell you something. The truth of the matter is that we don't live for we anymore. Then we are not born again. We are bought with a price. Therefore, all your plans and all your arrangements and all the things we are doing, if it doesn't connect to the main thing, we will answer for it. Did you get it? Because, you see, the scripture is so clear. We can put it in simple terms this way. Now that we are children of God, we don't have the right to live for we. We have the right to live for him because he has bought us, if we want to say it that way. So, I want to encourage us tonight that the purposes of God over our lives, in simple terms, is that once he purchased us, we must look into the things that are interesting to him and be occupied. If we will be genuine to ourselves or sincere to ourselves, we will discover that that has not been the thinking. Our planning for our lives is completely different from this. But thanks be to God that he loves us. Therefore, he has brought the thing plain. I pray that we may be very committed to this. What is in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20? 
2.20 of Galatians. As we come to a close. I have been, sacri- I have been sacrificed with Christ. Sorry. Thank you. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That the life which I now live by faith in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Praise the Lord. You know, I beg us, I think that we have to hit the realities. Am I living for him? Am I living for his purposes? Or I am living for me? Amen. Shall we stand to pray tonight? The prayer is going to be very simple. We observed that the Lord marked us before we even entered into this life. And so, since he did it, we are saying, Lord, direct our hearts to that purpose. Lord, wake us up to that purpose. Lord, help us. Jesus prayed and said, for this purpose I came also, that I may preach to those in the other village.'" 